Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit. My name is Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. You know, today is the day that the Lord has made, and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. How about you? You know, I am so thankful and so just in awe of everything that God has done and how faithful he is in doing it. I mean, I don't know what to say. Honestly, everything just seems to always come during his time, his way of doing things. Well, first, let me let me correct myself. God does not operate in our time. He operates in eternity. He operates in the the likeness of time, which is not time to him, but eternity to him. But it's through his plan that we who are governed by time, the plan and the time seem to come together at a moment in which it needs to happen. And that is divinely ordered by God and it is carried out by his angels. So I know that this is all divinely inspired what God has done. What I'm talking about, I'm talking about what the book of Proverbs 29:18 teaches us today. It says where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Now I know it is written in and in a time that was before Christ when the people were still under the law. Even though we are in a time where we're under grace. And so this still is effective in this day and time, because where there is no prophetic vision, the people do not take seriously the word of God. You know, traveling pulpit family, you have been with me since April of 2019. You have stuck with me through some very good messages and you have dealt with me through some very bad messages. You have been there when I was arrogant, when I was doing this for myself. And you were there when I apologized before almighty God to tell you how sorry I am for the way that I acted, the way that I treated this podcast, thinking that it was something that that I invented or I developed. But when I came to my senses and I apologized and I told you that from here on out, I will treat this podcast as the way God would want me to treat it. And so be it that he has done just what he said he would do. I asked him to take this podcast to the next level, and he absolutely has done that. What I'm talking about, Traveling Pulpit family, is that now officially you can go to TravelingPulpit.com. I can tell you that right now. We are still in the construction, and I say we because I have come under partnership with, with someone who is very knowledgeable in website building, also um, connecting uh, people together. So you will be able to hear this podcast from the actual website, travelingpulpitministries.com. And you will be able to hear the traveling pulpit. You will also be able to interact with me through my new email, travelingpulpit at gmail.com. So you'll be able to interact with me there. Uh, we're going to continue to, to, uh, come together in partnership and build this website so that way 
everyone throughout the world who has heard the traveling pulpit at least once can have an opportunity to share their testimony on the actual website for all the world to see. You see, God has been so good to us. He has been so patient with us. And it is because of the vision, not the reality, the vision. I did not let my reality dictate to me what the vision that God has given me, what what the outcome was going to turn out to be. You see, there is a man in the Bible that we're going to look at real quick who had the vision who did not let his reality overtake him, but he remained faithful to the vision. You see, Traveling Pulpit family, when you remain faithful to the vision that God has given you, when he has put inside of you the very thing that he put inside of Mary, the very thing that he put inside of Mary, the very thing that he put inside of Mary is called life. When God has put something inside of you, it is called life, brothers and sisters, and that life needs to be born. It needs to be birthed. It needs to come forth through the, the, the perils of, of time and restraint, through, through heartache and, and heartbreak, through, through, through uh, sleepless nights and endless days. What he has given you is called life and that life needs to burst forth with all energy and no restraint. I'm telling you this thing, travelingpulpitministries.com. I do not know how big it's going to be, but I know that God is in it. And I want you to be with me as we are together in God in travelingpulpitministries.com. This is what I want. This is the vision that I have. You see, the vision that I have, the vision that was given to me is that I want to be responsible for as many souls giving their life to Christ so that when we all go, I don't take credit for anything, but I will give God credit for everything. For every soul that gives their life to Christ. I want the traveling pulpit to be on the tongue of that person to say where you heard the word from, because not a lot of people will will read the Bible. Not a lot of people will will, will watch it on TV, but they will hear it on on the radio and through the blessing of Internet radio. I want the traveling pulpit to be where where you found or where you have come back to Christ to be in relationship with. Because the blessing is to God and to God alone be his glory, not mine, his. But he has used me as a tool and have given and has given me the vision. So that traveling pulpit ministries dot com. The the hill of our salvation, the book, which can be found on Amazon, which you will be able to find through the website. And many, many more is to come. Why? Because where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. Traveling pulpit family, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart and just tell you how much I I continue to strive to, to be the best at this podcast. You know, I am not the most eloquent of speech. I am not the most uh, charismatic or even the most popular, but what I am, I am a follower of Jesus Christ, most high. He is my savior. He is my protector. He is my provider. 
And I want the same for you. I want you to say the same thing. But this man I want to introduce you to, his name is Abram. He is the son of Terah over in the book of Genesis. You see, over in the book of Genesis, Terah had a child named Abram. And Abram was God's choice to do something miraculous to to his people or his people that Abram would be the father of. You see, the vision came to Abram or, or the introduction of God to Abram came in a voice, which is in Genesis 12 and one, when the voice said, go from your country, I will bless you and make you a great nation. God said to Abram and God, or, or rather Abram listened. He was disciplined to hear God's voice. He did not question God's voice because there is no confusion in God's voice. But God said, go from your country. I will bless you and make you a great nation. Abram didn't know what that meant, but he knew who was asking him to do it. So he went ahead and did it. The vision finally came to Abram in Genesis 12 and 7, when the Lord appeared to Abram to tell him to inherit the land they will possess. Over in Genesis 15 and 1, that's when the word writes the vision. See, 12, 7 talks about the Lord appearing to Abram. But in 12, but in uh, chapter, ver, I mean, no, no, chapter 15, verse 1, that's when the writer, who is Moses, says that the Lord came to Abram in a vision. You see, the Lord appeared is the same as the Lord came to Abram in a vision. On both occurrences, Jesus, God, Yahweh, showed up to show himself in a vision to Abram. Now, I'm not one to say, neither are you, that Abram knew what that vision, what the face of that vision was. You see, sometimes we, we get perhaps a silhouette of, of a figure, or we actually see the actual um, uh, 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 body, perhaps not physical, perhaps spiritual. But this is what Moses said that Abram saw based on eyewitness testimony of Abram himself. Passed down through generations until Moses was able to write these things down. The reality comes in over in Genesis 16 and 1 when Abram's wife, Sarah, did not it did not believe it was possible to have children at her age. You see, the very thing that God wanted to do for for Abram was to give him an offspring or give him children that his children may be able to be the 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 inheritance or the nation that God was planning from that would come from Abram. But see, the reality was they had no children. So even Abram at one time, he didn't doubt God, but he did question God. He wanted to know how was it possible since he was childless, that his only heir was his servant and God promised him. Now, listen to this. God promised him that he would have a child from his loin, from his wife that would be the child of promise. But the reality, when the reality stepped in, Sarah 
who was advanced in years over in Genesis 18 and 12 laughed at the idea in disbelief that God could do such a thing. In fact, she believed so much that that this thing was not true that she gave in um I guess I guess I would say she gave uh to Abram her handmaid to to sleep with Hagar. You see you cannot do for God what God can do for us. You cannot uh go to benefit God the way God will benefit us. So what she did was she was out of line by giving Hagar to her husband because Hagar was not the promise upon which this, 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 this promise was given. But lo and behold, the reality screwed up the vision because Sarah gave Abram Hagar and Hagar had a son by Abram. Now it did not it does not, I'm sorry, it does not surprise God at this point because God has everything planned out. God knew exactly what was, what was going to happen because God knew the exact moment when man was going to sin against him. So therefore, man screwed everything up. So therefore, man continued to screw everything up. By actually, I don't want to say the word, but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, he actually did the deed a deed that he was not promised. So Sarah laughed when the angels came to see Abram and, and to tell Abram next year, this time your wife will be pregnant. She laughed. And when the, when the angel heard that, the angel wanted to know, was there anything, is, is there anything more, more powerful than God? Or is there anything too hard for God? You see, sometimes our vision is one thing and our reality is another thing. But vision can live inside of reality, but reality cannot evolve around vision. It's impossible. When reality says it never will, that's when vision says, is anything too hard for God? You see, you have a lot of dreamers out here in the world. Dreamers who who know, who know what they know. But then there are the reality folk that are out there who who claim to know. It's easy to believe as a as a visionary or a dreamer than it is to believe as a rea as, as a person who sees reality or sees the things the way they are. I think that is why we have so, so much issue in the world is because everyone on one side says that these are the, these are the way that things are. And people on the other side are saying, no, these are the ways that things can be if we trust God, which is why I've said vision, which comes from God, which appears to us or even comes to us can live inside reality. Because of God, but reality cannot live inside of vision because reality pushes God out. So when when Abram had the child Isaac. Even though even though Ishmael was born, 
Abram and God made a made a covenant or God made a covenant with Abram that every male would be circumcised. Now, he did make this covenant with 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 Abram while Ishmael was born. So he and Ishmael and every male member in Abram's house was circumcised. This is the covenant and it is an everlasting covenant. So therefore, even though Christ is on the scene, the everlasting covenant that God had with Abram, I believe still stands. In some way, I still believe it stands now because of the cross. You know, let, I'm, let me tell you, because of the cross, we have been forgiven for a lot of foolishness, a lot of foolishness, not not, you know. We can do some of the most drastic things in this world and think that we are are, are OK or all right with God simply because we cast off the vision. We have no restraint because we live in reality. This is why this is why you can turn on your TV and see so much muck on TV right now because of reality. There is not enough vision on TV, but does re, does vision have to be on TV? No, vision is being spoken to you right now because God has given you a vision. What is your vision? What has God given to you that must be born? What is that life inside of you that must burst burst through? fully unrestrained. What is that inside of you? You see, the book, uh, the, the, the Bible teaches us that a man named Abram who trusted God, who trusted him with the vision, God found him to be faithful and he found him to be righteous. So if you are faithful with the vision that God has given you, if you are faithful with the life that God has put inside of you, imagine what God will call you. Traveling pulpit family, I want to thank you for the moments that we have to spend together. I do not take this time for granted. I look forward each week to to coming before you to just present you with the word of God in it, you know, Unscripted. My voice is unscripted. This is the way I want to do this. This is the way God has allowed me to do this. And this is the way that it is going to be done. Because God is calling his people. His people. And I am his people. Is the vision inside of you? Or are you ruled by your reality? There is something that has been given to you that needs to burst forth. Brothers, sisters, you have something inside of you that is waiting, that is waiting to come out of you. That is called life. And the longer you allow your reality to, to keep that vision, to keep that life dormant. No, the life won't die. Trust me, the life will not die. But you just might. And I do not want that for you. That's the absolute truth right there. Some people go to their graves not being able to fulfill the very thing that God gave them with the time that they had here. I think they call that what uh, the deathbed confession or the regrets or something. I do not want any of you traveling pulpit family to have that on your conscience, whatever God has given to you. 
Yeah, the struggle is real. Yes, it is. We 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 live in perilous times. But let me ask you something. Is anything too hard for God? That's all I'm that's all I want to know. And when you get to that point, when you're sitting there and you're looking at your reality or you're looking at the reality that 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 blankets us, I want you to ask yourself that question. Is anything too hard for God? Let me ask you again, is anything too hard for God? Traveling Pulpit family, thank you once again. I appreciate you. I love you and I mean it. I am so grateful to be able to do this with you each week and I look forward to doing this with you on next week. So for the Traveling Pulpit, the man with the unscripted voice, I am Vernon Sheridan. You can check out the all new, brand new travelingpulpitministries.com slash Vernon Sheridan. We still have to work this out. I had to go on Google Chrome to put in travelingpulpitministries.com for it to come up, but I hope that you will visit. I hope that you will like it, and I hope that we have something, I believe we have something up the uh, where, where you can interact with me, but if not, the email address is travelingpulpit at gmail.com. That is it for me, guys. I love you. I mean it. And we'll do this again on next week. Goodbye for now.